This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Check this podcast, episode 41, and normally I spend most of my time bagging on how terrible the Democrats are, and if we're being totally honest, they make it pretty easy. It's not like I have to uh, jump through a lot of mental, or do a lot of mental gymnastics or jump through a lot of hoops to point out all the terrible things that they do, but today I wanted to take a slightly different angle and focus on the other side of the aisle. Because in case you didn't know, I actually think the Republicans may be worse than the Democrats. As a former Republican myself, I'm not a big fan of the party. Um, and a big reason for that is I actually would prefer a Democrat over a Republican. Because a Democrat is at least honest with you about what they are, who they are, and what they want. They're very out in the open with it. And and that's not, okay, so when I say all this, I'm talking about uh, politician-wise, not the support base. It was interesting. I did a, I participate in several different online surveys and, and stuff like that. And one of them asked how, uh, how conservative or progressive you think, uh, political figures of the individual parties, Republicans and Democrats, are, and how conservative or progressive you think the individual members of, like, the actual voting population for those parties are. And I think that Republican voters are probably very conservative for the most part. And I also think that Democratic voters are pretty progressive for the most part. I actually think that Republican politicians are quite a bit more progressive than they are conservative. And Democratic politicians are quite a bit more moderate than they are progressive. <laughs> and... That's why I made the statement that I would rather have a Democrat than a Republican, because at least I know more or less where the Republic or where the Democrat stands as far as what they say is more or less what you're going to get to some degrees. Uh, it may not be like like we're seeing with Biden. I, I, I still just, I have trouble grasping the idea that Joe Biden is this, like, radical progressive when everything he does is, like, the same stuff that Obama did, which is just war party, you know. It's it's not great, but it's not, like, radical progressivism. And I, I think words are important, and the meaning of words are important. I've talked about this before, and that's something that, that you get with the way these uh, ideas are discussed and talked about is what the word means and what the word implies or infers are two very different things. And Joe Biden and the the elected Democrats are not these radical progressives. They they are radical establishmentarianisms uh, and establishmentary uh, 
figures. Like the, they're they don't they don't have strong uh, convictions or progressive ideas that they want to push. They want to drive their the establishment and the cathedral and making sure that they have power. However, that is best manifested. But the Republicans don't have any values or principles or cores at all. They they pretend to be in favor of the Second Amendment and the Constitution and uh, fiscal conservatism and all of these things. But when they're actually in power, they never they never do any of those things. And the a prime example is right now in COVID and. You see a lot of places that the the Republicans have they are mainstream news because of their unwillingness to buckle to lockdowns and that sort of stuff. You, you know, you can look at South Dakota and Florida, Georgia, Texas, the places that opened up and everything else. Uh, but then you've got a, a state like here in Indiana, where I live, that is a Republican supermajority across the state. And we've had lockdowns. We've had mass mandates. We've had all of the horrible shit that all of the Democratic states have had. Maybe not to the excessive degree, but it's happened. And it's happened to an ex- to a degree that it is a infringement on our constitutional rights the like it is still not good and and the the that super majority the house and the senate and all of these elected officials they did nothing to stop it they didn't step in and say no this is wrong they didn't do anything to rein the governor's powers in they just let him run roughshod over the state and act like a tyrant and that's part of the reason why the Libertarian candidate got the most votes of any third-party candidate ever in the state. But for all the pretending that Republicans actually care about people, they have very, very sufficiently proven that they do not in any way. They only care about what gives them the most power, what keeps them in power, what keeps the money flowing into their pockets, and doing whatever it takes to make sure that that happens. And if if there was any political will to do that, which the problem is, like with Indiana, we're not a deep southern type of a state that can get away with that sort of thing because it's expected. Like you're still kind of in the Midwest and you still got Detroit to the north and Chicago to the to the northwest and, you know, we're sandwiched between big cities, you got Indy and Louisville and. Uh, it, there's a lot of other things that influence, and so so that Republican supermajority is effectively useless because they don't have the spine to actually stand up for any principles or values because they don't have any. Their their principles and their values are what keeps us in power and what makes us rich. And that's it. That's all. Republicans care about. We don't have constitutional carry here in Indiana, and it's a fight that they are 
currently working on to try to make that happen, but it's not a given. And personally, I would be surprised if it happens. There are others who have more hope for it, but I just, I don't see the, I don't see the political will from the Republican supermajority to do it because it doesn't, it doesn't benefit them in any particular way. So, so they'll probably kick that can down the road and, and they'll punt on it and put it off for another time. And you're starting to see some of the, you're starting to see some of the other states, like the, the, the more frontier states, um, that are starting to enact constitutional carry. And, and those states have kind of a new form of Republican that is a little more boisterous, a little more out there, a little more willing to take a risk of being politically incorrect. And like it or not, that is to an extent a good thing that came from the Trump presidency because Republicans, Republicans are losers. <laughs> That's, it's kind of a joke, but Republicans are losers. They have no spine. They have no balls. And so they never accomplish anything. Even, even when they have the house Senate and presidency, they never ac- actually accomplish anything to uphold the constitution or to make changes that would be meaningful in any way. And it's the same way here in Indiana with their supermajority. They don't do anything to protect the Constitution or or do anything that would actually uphold any of that stuff and make it... Uh, the Republicans just don't care about actually doing those things. They only care about not coming across the wrong way. And at least, like I said, that is something good that I think may have come from the Trump presidency is it has created a radicalized version of Republicans in some places that they're not worried about the political correctness. They're not worried about doing the safe thing and saying nice things and and having no spine and having no values and principles to stand on. And they're starting to, to stand up. And maybe, maybe that'll be widespread and that'll catch on. But I just... I don't, I don't have a lot of faith that it will. And I really want to see the Libertarian Party be the party that does that. And I'm, I'm a big supporter of the Mises Caucus. And the reason I am a big supporter of that is because that is something that, that the Mises Caucus stands for, is not playing these dumb games and trying to be politically correct and say the right things and you know, throw platitudes to all these fringe groups that don't like us anyway. They want to focus on values and principles and the things that actually matter to people and the things that that protecting freedom and liberty and letting people live their lives. And that's what I want to see more of. And then moving on from there to... Uh, Slightly different topic that I'm not going to spend quite as much time on, but I definitely wanted to touch on because it, it is kind of getting traction uh, and, and getting talked about a little bit more. Maybe not, not super mainstream. Uh, like I realized that a lot of the people that listen that might listen to this are already libertarian, but also I hope that some of my like more uh, right-leaning or left-leaning friends who maybe don't tune into the same libertarian channels that I do for stuff would 
listen and hear some of this for the first time and realize what's going on. So uh, if you aren't aware or haven't heard of it, there's a, an app called clubhouse. It's, it's basically like a party line type thing. Like it's uh, for audio only calls, like group calls. Uh, so, which is really pretty cool, but there is a lot of um, concern circulating around mainstream media over clubhouse because because nothing on clubhouse can be recorded it's all live um audio only so there's no there's nothing that can be uh checked or fact checked they they don't have a way to monitor like and when i say they i mean mainstream media facebook uh youtube twitter like none of the None of the big tech giants or the media mobs have a way to monitor and make sure you're not saying the wrong things on Clubhouse. And that is causing all kinds of concern. And one of the things that they're concerned about is that it's <laughs> that it is uh, discriminatory, that Clubhouse is discriminatory because it excludes uh, deaf people and people who can't speak, who uh, who have, or it could be uh, discriminatory towards those with speech speech impediments or something like that, because it is strictly audio. It's just a it's a party line app basically, which is pretty cool. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get in and uh, start up uh, some groups for like Lines of Liberty and and Peddling Fiction and stuff. But so that's the number one thing that they're or the the first thing that they lead in with is how discriminatory it is because it excludes people because you can't ever do anything in modern society that could in any way be perceived as exclusionary at all. And that's just, which is flat out stupid all on its own. And that's the entire basis of, of civilization as we know it is it is exclusionary. Like there are things that you're not going to be able to do. That's how people, uh, elevate themselves above others that's how you get a leg up that's that's how you distinguish yourself like you that's how you contribute in ways that others can't and make yourself invaluable and and the reason that that's a bad thing as far as as far as they're concerned is because they want everybody to be a standard npc with the same programming and the same skills and the same everything so that we're all only worth $15 an hour or whatever it is that they deem that we should be worth. Uh, They don't want anybody to, to rise above or to have anything else. It's all got to be perfectly standardized, which is a problem I have with standardized tests and everything else is like, it's, it doesn't create room for being better. (laughs) Cause let's face it. Like that's what that kind of stuff promotes. It promotes mediocrity and nothing else but mediocrity. So, so they're concerned that that Clubhouse is uh, exclusionary because some people might not be able to use it because of deafness or inability to speak or speech impediments, uh, yada yada yada, which is just stupid anyway. But the, the real reason, the real heart of what their problem is, is the fact that they cannot monitor every moment of your life and tell you when you're saying the wrong thing and throw you in Facebook jail 
or send the Gestapo after you because that's what it's all leading to. That's what we're all moving in the direction of is they want to be able to monitor 100% of your life at all times, fully Big Brother style, so that if you don't think the right things and you don't say the right things, they can send you to a re-education camp or what the fuck ever and make sure that you are programmed properly and you don't have any dissenting thoughts ever again. Uh, I mean, Parlor's back. I don't know how functional it is, but Parlor is making its comeback. Like There are all kinds of other uh, different sources of ability to communicate. Signal, Telegram, Discord, which Discord has done some uh, censoring and when the uh, the GameStop short squeeze was going on and stuff. There was a little bit that had gone on, but uh, Discord is pretty much a free for all. Um, MeWe, which MeWe has said that they would start doing some censoring, but I I'm not aware of any that's happened yet. Like there are a lot of alternative platforms uh, that have you know, come about because of all of this. And it's, it is pretty interesting because the big thing that's going to be important with these alternate platforms, uh, antinewslive.com is, a. so the guy who started it does work for some work for Lions of Liberty. He does his own podcast and he does uh, graphic design and a bunch of different other stuff. And, he got kicked off of Facebook and demonetized really for no reason and with no warning. Like he wasn't putting out a bunch of uh, insane content that was really pushing anything radical. He was just doing what he normally does. Uh, and honestly, it's pretty, pretty tame if we're being, you know, totally honest, but he got, he and his wife, like his wife, who has nothing to do with any of what he does, her business page got removed from Facebook as well. Like they completely removed and de demonetized them entirely. And I, I think they gave it back eventually. But when all of that happened, he was like, fuck this, I'm out. I'm going to create my own website. So the big, the big thing that's coming around with all of this and the really cool thing that's coming around with all of this is... All of these platforms are decentralized and running off their own servers. Uh, a lot of them are running off of servers that are not in the this country, so that they so that they don't have to be subjected to the NSA and the CIA constantly uh, stealing data and spying on everybody that's on them. So, and the more that this happens the more these big tech companies and mainstream media and the intelligence community are going to get pissed off because they're getting cut out of the loop. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays itself out going forward. But pay attention to Clubhouse and Gab and all of these alternative sources of uh, social media and news and stuff like that because it's all going to... It's all going to start coming under the gun here real soon.
because they're bucking the system and the system does not like it when that happens. I think I'm going to wrap on that. That'll do it for today. I will be back later in the week to talk about something else. Who knows? I'll figure it out when I get there. Um, let's see. This will probably be, I still haven't 100% decided on it. This may or may not be the last video that goes up on YouTube. I'm moving all of my video content over to BitChute. Uh, YouTube keeps taking my videos down because apparently they don't like it when you use uh, factual information and read from actual reports. So I keep getting stuff taken down, which, and I'm not going to stop saying this stuff, so I'm probably not long for the YouTube world. So anyway, everything's going to bit shoot. And beyond that, hope everybody has a good week and be sure to come back later and check out the next one. Happy one. Thank you.